Hey everyone, it's J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tabletop for the End of the World, and happy holidays to everyone. Please be good to each other, be kind to each other, and also, if you're looking to get some awesome Tabletop for the End of the World merchandise to give to friends or tell your friends it's what you're looking for, check out our store now. We have a lot of new merch on the store, and we currently have a limited time special going on. If you use the discount code AHODA, that's O. XOTA, you can get 10% off your entire purchase. So definitely check it out, and we'll see you all soon. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Welcome to the New Adventurers Guild! Twilight, how are you at that desk and beside me? Every time we try to make progress, we get raided by the supers. Let's just focus on getting to that castle thing, right? So if we're gonna get to that castle thing, we gotta clear a path, and that means getting rid of the supers. This is functionally a small army. So, uh, <clears throat> we going killin'? Dem Dungeon Boys told us that they can move as a small spec ops team. Find us the supers and let's take them out. Oh, we already know where the main camp is. You're not going for the soup, are you? Yeah, what is the plan? I kind of got swept up in how nice I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we would lead you and maybe a detachment there to for peace talks? We can't get attached. End of conversation. We're really just beating up a bunch of junkies. Are we the bad guys? These fiends have been killing our numbers for whole months! I'm ending this now! We can try to save some of them. You can see their bodies growing, their skin turning in sort of reddish-orange, and their black eyes somehow darker. They're over-souping. Report. Yes, I may have knowledge on the whereabouts of your encroachers. Greetings, consumers. I'm your Pokolnik, Laurent, back once more for giving you updates to State of City. For the time being, Ohorda is being postponed due to great work being done in the farmer's market. Thanks to revolutionary discoveries by scientists, we will no longer be needing to endanger the members of our community by sending hunters after encroachers. I am knowing that we promised competition between DPD and Ohota hunters, but we will consider developing new competition instead. Plans are underway for new community event coming soon. Everyone will be given strict instructions via Potomail on how to prepare and sign up to participate in community event later today. This exciting time where we will show great devotion to Nadmurashik and to country of Turaki. Can't do this. We're not talking about this. But Angel. No. These are good people. I know that. Then why are we- Because we have people we're responsible for. Not just people, kids. But come on. We're done talking about but this. I'm sorry, guys. Charlie, uh, drone, vigor check. Drone, good. Drone, strong. Okay, so with this we can save them. 
Query? Uh, drone liberate allies. Ah. Confirmed. That's good. Uh, Freddy, calculate drones. Five blade drones. Five gun drones. Okay. And the drones have tranks, right? Talking. <laughs> Gun drones. Uh, slumber ammo? Ah, confirmed. Use command for kill. Use command for slumber. Mm. All right. Well, I hope we don't have to use it. Ah, uh, uh, take five, guys. It's game day. Invisible Lizard Rampage, let's go! <laughs> we still need to reach out to Kev. Also, where are Angel and King? They said they had to talk about something. Bueno, then I think it's time for us to talk about a plan to get out of here. Amelia? Where have you been? Lo siento. I didn't mean to worry you. I wanted to take a look at Angel's plants. And? She has pheromones in vials that she uses to control them. I think we can use them to get out of here. How do you figure? I think some of the pheromones are failed experiments. I saw her working on them, and they killed some of the plants she used them on. That's great. What do you need us to do? Play your game, of course. Make it very entertaining. You want us to distract them? See, si. Do not worry. I will handle the rest. Hey, guys. Game day, right? Perfect timing, Kevin. You go ahead and play, and we can talk about those drones later. She's grown. She really has. Alright, Mitch, let's do it! Lizard Rampage! Lizard Rampage! And when we left off, you were uh, invisible on top of a giant long-necked lizard monster that was 50 feet high. You were rampaging through the, uh, the super camp, uh, and you also noticed... That Other than flipping a cauldron, I completely forgot where I was. You did. You flipped a cauldron, uh, in invariably, inevitably, saving the lives of some supers from Sir Locke, who immediately executed somebody. Uh, so, just to double check where we're all at here. And I think we ended on watching a corpse get up, wipe its pants off, and just disappear. Yes, Milo. He took a... A, he got up, he brushed himself off, he walked to a wall on the sort of edge of the camp. You know, everything in this maze is, is surrounded by the stone walls. Uh, and he has uh, done something you couldn't really tell to the wall. I figured it out. His walk physics are broken and he's just walking into the wall. Yes. Then the wall slid open, the way you've seen the walls moving about the maze, only this one seemed intentional. And Milo walked through, and the wall closed behind him. So, just to recap where everyone is, uh, Torin, you are in the middle of camp. You just flipped a cauldron, and you are surrounded by uh, supers. Uh, supers who seem to have taken too much soup. Their skin is beginning to turn red. And uh, someone, I don't quite remember who, called out, Oh no, they are over-souping. Oh uh, yeah, I remember you said that. Yes, someone, not a in like a incorporeal voice that was really defensive over that name. 
one of the characters. I just don't remember which one. Vert and Kevin. Is, Vert is Kevin, but Vert also, his <laughs> friend Twilight, are on top of an invisible giant long neck lizard creature, and everyone's invisible. Next to you, Lady Victorious is on top of another long neck lizard creature, taking a bombardment of javelins from the supers. And if I remember correctly, uh, we already rolled initiative for this, and we are going to start with Vert, top of the order. Uh, uh, you are. We are in a combat situation. Uh, looking down, you can see a a smattering, let's say, of supers and their tents, and uh, over supers who are dual wielding two handed weapons. Any questions? Uh, not really. I'm just gonna try and steamroll some of them. Uh, I guess the largest group. Uh, try and um, direct my invisible lizard to that to run right over him if i can describe the scene for you kevin uses his wizard magic to summon a stick some string and a hot dog and is guiding this lizard (laughs) i'm gently massaging its ears what is a hot dog is that like made out of your dogs it's a old food when people used to eat pigs they'd grind it down into little bits and then stuff it into a tube and then they'd eat the tube especially the anus that is disturbing People used to eat pigs? Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, like a while ago, but yeah. How'd they get around what? like all the warts and stuff, man? Like the big pustles. As, I mean, you were that eating the- That's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, they yeah. were eating the muscle tissue. I don't know if that- Does that make it better? I don't not, know. Not not really. But they're so pussy. I need to- I need a second. Wow. Vert, you are okay. on top of a giant long neck lizard monster. Uh, make an animal handling check in place of your attack roll, please. All right. I'm... No, I have a better idea. Roll religion. I could do it. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, you might not have to roll. Uh, the creature got a nat one to resist you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that was like a 16 for... Uh, it, it reacts to you as though tamed, and it goes stomping through the camp. Uh, 24 to hit is definitely going to hit the supers. And then for damage, it does 5d8 plus 5 uh, as it smushes. <laughs> so 5d8 plus 5. Oh my god. So it's going to stomp through and do 31 damage to 6 over supers. Yeah! Oh, I've got to teach these little guys how to high-five. <laughs> oh, Freddy, yeah, come you, here. You come, absolutely come. stomp flat uh, a bunch of dudes. Uh, if I'm checking their stats, uh, okay, they're not dead, but they are all heavily, heavily damaged. So they're, like, stomped into the ground and, like, twitching and stuff. Yes, and the best part is, since it was invisible, it was like crushing them with a big plate of glass, and you got to see all the little bones pop. <laughs> the satisfying crunch of snapped rib cages. Good for any well-balanced breakfast. Uh, break, break, break it's fast. It's fine, they were all roid raging. <laughs> yeah, they did break fast. <laughs> sure did. Ah, uh, Vert, I'm gonna say that that was the, the creature's movement and not yours. If you would like to move, you still have movement available. Uh... I mean, I'm staying put on the back of this sucker, so... He uses his movement to adjust his butt for more comfort. I'd sure. (laughs) And to specify, you said you climbed up to the top of its head and you're scratching it behind its ears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am for it. (laughs) Uh, Twilight, follow this up. I don't... 
Is there anything more for me to follow up with? It, it destroyed so many supers. Twilight has an existential crisis on being useless in this fight. <laughs> How, ma how many, I guess, are, are left? <laughs> roll your spirit roll. Six have been trampled and are now bloodied. There are four who are approaching from the other side of the camp, from the, the sort of the left side of the camp from your perspective. Two of those oversupers are heading towards the big cauldron that got flipped over. I guess they were kind of already near it, really. You also know that there are three supers inside that cauldron. Um, the other three seem to be heading towards Lady Victorious and her giant lizard creature. You see all of this from above. I defy you to hug them harder. If you don't hug my monster right now, I will show you the deer of my pain. Um, could Twilight jump behind the four that are on their way and thunder wave them into the path of the invisible lizard? That'd be pretty sweet. But, yeah, uh, I do, I do that? you are jumping down from a height of about 40 feet. So you, you'll take some fall damage. If I do a flip, and can I roll acrobatics? Can I, I make it real fast? I will allow you to do a flip for for. I was honestly hoping you were gonna say I will allow you to believe you can. Okay, superhero Nime landing. Let's do it. Oh! 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 Okay, we get it. You oh, nat twenty. Good. Okay. No, no, no. It was a twenty-three. It wasn't a nat. Okay. But I did roll twenty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll let you take half damage. Okay, so how much would it was an be? unnatural abomination of a twenty. Uh, you'll take seven damage. Almost that nothing after after it's been halved. Yeah, after the half, you got a fifteen. Oh. Twilight lands confidently behind the four incoming supers, and you are still invisible. And still invisible. Yep. And and Twilight um, takes out their ukulele and goes, "You've been thunderstruck." And Strums a real righteous power chord and cast Thunderwave. Absolutely. Uh, Please roll a constitution save. No, you can't make me. I just want, after Twilight's entire action, then the real the reality catches up and it's like, my spine, my knees, my everything. So we got a, let's see, 8, 16, 6, and 16. Okay, so the 8 and the 6 are going to take full damage. Ha okay, yeah, I figured this is a half and half scenario. Yeah, of 12, and they're going to be shoved into the path of the dinosaur. <laughs> um, the, the two 16s are going to take half the damage, so six damage. Cool. We'll say those two were, like, further back. They could, they caught the edge of it. Uh, totally fine. Yeah, your Thunder Wave is successful. Uh, you did cast a spell, which ends your invisibility. And Twilight waves, Hi! I'm Twilight, and, uh... I'm a go! And Twilight's gonna run. <laughs> run away. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, the, you have some places you could run to. Uh, there is the flipped mm -hmm. cauldron, where Torin is standing. Uh, there is the, uh, there are some tents to the far left side. And then if you go to the far right side, uh, there is the wall that Milo went through. Twilight, you should come to me. I have a lesson for every situation, drawn from observing nature. Twilight is actually going to join Torin and and um, just running to the cauldron, not even noticing Torin's there. And Twilight's going to go, oh, hey, Torin, I thought you died. Violence is my answer to almost any challenge. It is a flaw. Okay, that's that's cool. Stop um, reading your character sheet good? and take your damn turn. <laughs> you good? I genuinely don't know if he's good. Okay, so what am I doing? Whatever you'd like. You are, uh, you saw Locke execute a dude, like, just brutally, like, just cut his head off. Well, I know there are still some enemies under the cauldron, There's so three. to yes. pacify them, I am going to whack the cauldron with my shield as hard as I can to see if the, like, clanging like a bell will 
incapacitate. Uh, interesting. I'm gonna say, yeah, that that can do some damage. And because I'm a paladin past a certain level, I can hit twice, so I clang twice hard. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's gonna be a whole lot of damage, but you're trying to specifically, like, incapacitate them with noise, right? Yes. Like, ringing a big bell. It, like, standing under, like, a giant bell at a church, and somebody just starts ringing it, and suddenly you just feel like your venom... And you're just ripping yourself off of a naked Tobey Maguire. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that this will automatically succeed because there's no way they can avoid it. They're gonna take a constitution saving throw and we're gonna see if, if you do any significant damage. So one of them is gonna save against what would be your spell save DC. And we are gonna pretend you you are also casting Thunder Wave. The science equivalent of Thunder Wave. And you do it twice. 28 damage to the guys inside here. Uh, and you did uh, 14 damage to the one that saved. The one who got to cover his ears in time. What do you want to do now? I honestly don't know. Am I, like, surrounded by enemies? Because I'm assuming I just used my attack, like, actions. Uh, you are surrounded- you will be surrounded by enemies soon. But it's- it's you and Twilight and Locke and, uh, Varn is also here. Are all together now. So you could be surrounded by enemies pretty soon. There are four supers uh, coming in on the right. Fortunately, I did my main actions, and Bane is a main action spell instead of a bonus action. Uh, you still have bonus actions and movement. Why are like 90% of my spells actions instead of bonus actions? Literally, all I can do is either Hunter's Mark, which doesn't help, Magic Weapon, which I don't think Locke needs the power boost. He seems to be doing very well on his own. I don't need to Misty Step anywhere, so... Can I, like, just get into a ready position, sword and shield at the ready? Absolutely. Uh, your sword and shield is out. Since you are near Twilight, you will be giving Twilight your, uh, your defensive, uh, fighting style bonus. My protection bonus. Yeah. Finally using that after, what, 500 years? After 500 years, you're finally free. Uh, Super's turn. So, I stand at the ready, so I guess... In D&D terms, doesn't that basically make me able to, like, be prepared if somebody attacks or tries to sneak up on me because I'm in ready position? Well, you already used your action to attack, so you can't take, like, a ready position stance like an official one. But there is a dodge action if, if you're, like, taking a fully defensive position um, where you would you would give all of everyone attacking you disadvantage. Okay, yeah, basically something like that is what I meant. Yeah, but you can't because you already used your action to attack the cauldron. Even though I didn't use my bonus action or movement? Yeah. Nyard. <laughs> Supers are attacking. First, they're gonna attack the, uh, they're gonna attack Lady Victorious and the giant lizard thing. So they have done some rolls here, uh, to determine if they can figure out what just crushed a half dozen of them. There are two of them who can see the big puddles of blood that have sort of accumulated at the base of the feet of Vert's giant lizard. So I guess to get some liquid courage back in them, they break out some syringes and start sticking them in each other's asses. Have I ever told you how beautiful your imagery is? <laughs> uh, anyway, you are being <gasps> most definitely attacked right now. Uh, or I should say your giant lizard monster is being attacked by dudes with hulking great axes. Did you guys see the axes they have? They're like Really great. Don't make me put you in the cauldron and start hitting it again. I just, like, but... I don't know, they okay. don't look that super to me. Ah! Bert, where'd you come from? So, uh, the over-supers did a pretty great job here. Ah, Twilight, there's two of you. 
racist. The Oversupers did a pretty great job here. So they did uh, 25, 25, uh, 17, and 27 with their attacks as, uh, yeah. So they did almost 100 damage, Yeesh. just the two of them attacking your giant long neck lizard monster. Oh, your no. giant long neck lizard monster is now in very bad shape. Moving on, one of them is going to attack Torin. Torin, does an 18 hit you? I believe it does not. I think uh, because of having plate mail, it raised me up to 18, and with my shield, it adds plus two AC, so now I'm at 20. Yeah, so, so totally fine. Uh, this one is going to miss my, you. My regular sword is now a magic sword with lightning damage, so I can finally have a reason to use it. Yep. One of them is going to swing at Twilight with Torin's protection fighting style. It gets nowhere near When a creature Twilight. I can see attacks a target other than me that is within five feet of me, I can use my reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Well, you didn't have to, but that'd be cool too. Like, cause the one that was attacking Twilight is gonna miss. Missed me! Yeah, with, with both attacks. Okay, so that was four attacks that completely whiff. Missed me twice! One guy's gonna attack Sir Locke. Miss, miss. I would like to get some double digit rolls here. And the last one, the fourth one, is going to get to the cauldron and get two hands under it and is beginning to flip it over. Can I react and kick him in the nuts? Because that probably makes them, what's the word? Prone or whatever? <laughs> Not prone. Uh. Unhappy, I believe is the word you're looking for. I'll say, I'll say it makes sense. It makes sense. Attack of opportunity because yeah. they ran straight for the cauldron past us. I'm going to say it makes sense that you could do an attack of opportunity because they are completely defenseless. And because I have Relentless Avenger or whatever it is. Yep. It is a Relentless Avenger. I was just guessing. So I can move up to half my speed and uh, attack as part of the same reaction. Go ahead. And my movement doesn't provoke any opportunity attacks. It doesn't? That's what it says in the text, clearly. That's Relentless Avenger for you. My supernatural focus helps me close off a foe's retreat. So I will, to stop him, slash at his back with my Sephiric Longsword. Cool. I've only got two level one spell slots left, so I'm just going to let it be a regular attack instead of a smite attack. Okay. Does an attack of opportunity only attack once, or does it still... It's just one. Do I still get to attack twice because I'm a paladin? It's just one. Sorry, buddy. I don't even get the cool spells. You can't let me have this. I refuse to give you anything cool. So, 15 plus blah blah blah. Let's say it hits because I've got so many pluses to all this nonsense. Basically anything above like a 10 or 11 is going to hit these days. <laughs> Probably. Paladins are just that beefy. You're a fighter, for sure. No, he's a paladin. Fighter's a different class. Well, he's a- you're a warrior, I meant. Yeah, that's a also different a different class. class. No, that's not. There's no there's no warrior class. Uh yeah, in the penultimate fantasy, there's definitely a warrior class. Yeah. Have you played penultimate fantasy? They're really good. Yes, I played penultimate fantasy and I know there's the warrior class and the dark mage and the light mage and the archer and the, I get I got it. My favorite's the blood mage, but they don't really do anything related to blood magic. So it's really disappointing. So I'm going to roll a 1d6 and or a 1d8 and a 1d6 for the slashing and lightning damage cool cool so that is a five and a seven uh five and a seven is 12 so yeah you did 12 damage to this guy uh oh wait do i add plus my strength which is oh yeah plus is that your like strength. the overall number or the plus number the the single digit one so plus three okay 
So you did 15 damage. Uh, that's real good. Yeah, you did 15 damage across this guy's back as he's trying to lift up this huge metal cauldron. Uh, is, the but, light, is the lightning damage like a stun gun hitting him and it just affects the muscles? Unfortunately, no. He takes the damage, but he, um... What's the so right word? So in this magic-based society, we're ignoring science. Huh. He just kind of just is really strong through it, and he ends up lifting up the whole cauldron over his head. And he is going to grab it, and, uh, well, I'll, I'll save it till his next turn. But underneath, you can see that there are three, the three supers you were, you were, uh, jangling in there. They have been drinking all of the soup that is on the ground inside that are cauldron. Are they at least groggy? Uh, uh, yes, but they are also oversouped as well. Are they deafened? Let's say yes. Seems I fair. I will not be, I will not be using lesser restoration on them. A giant lizard monster is going to go next. Which one? The one on Lady Victorious is going to go first. Lady Victorious has four of these uh, over-super guys pummeling her lizard monster. It's also not looking super-duper good. Oh, it's trying to stomp around and swing its tail. Uh, oh, its tail is going to hit all four of them. That's very nice. Instead of bardic inspiration, can it be bucket inspiration and the giant lizard just poops on everyone? I will emphasize how you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> a just floating image of Bucket is like, a yuck, and then poop okay. everywhere. So, uh, Can we please not- hold on, wait, no, hold on, stop the game. Can we please <laughs> not live in a universe where Bucket merges with a giant lizard? Because the world does not deserve that. I'm a Gojira! I'll destroy Takio! I'm a Gopupa. Anyway, I have good news. The- Lady Victorious got her giant monster to swing its tail around, and it's taken out those four guys. They get sort of smashed by the tail and thrown to the side. Uh, they are all on death's door, and they all stand up to recoup themselves and start a final charge. Uh, Vert, the one that you are on top of is going to try to stomp around at the guys who are attacking it, because it's not happy about that. Fair. So yeah, the four definitely. guys are just rapidly mixing their creatine with water to build back their strength. Ooh, he hit. Let's see about the second guy. Ooh, 29 to hit. Yeah, your, your, uh, your big lizard gonna do some damage here. <laughs> do I have dice? What are dice? Where are, where what? am I? What dice? Do I roll dice or do dice roll me? Dice roll you. Oh my god. Okay, so with the crit, you stomp a dude flat and he's dead. Or I should say your lizard does. The other one brings... You bring that guy to death's door as well. He is very heavily injured. So there's just a splat and chunky salsa. <laughs> yes, your your lizard's foot is now covered in chunky salsa. All right. Uh, uh, there, is, there is one guy underneath you who's still swinging, and just based on the amount of damage he's been doing so far, he's still a threat to take out your giant lizard. Uh, Lady Victorious, from the top of her lizard, breaks out her longbow and fires two arrows into the eyes of two separate oversupers. They are not dead yet, but they are very close. And then down is Locke. Uh, Locke's gonna do something fun here. He takes his... What? What is what? A Lady Victorious's character class? She is a ranger. 
She is a monster slayer ranger. See, I was going to go with killer. But she didn't do a dance and pull out a sacred item and then have an explosion appear behind her as she put on her armor. Yeah, does she have any does she have any um, ultra coins at all that help her transform? No, she's like, not an empowered ranger. She's just a ranger by D&D terms. Oh, okay. Well, that's less fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, what's going to happen is uh, Sir Locke is going to take his left hand and guide it over the blade of his greatsword, and it starts glowing with a smitey kind of lighty. And he is going to come down hard on two of these oversupers with, using two smites, one each, and he is going to do 35, and he's going to do 24 damage. So he cuts a dude in half who then explodes in a shower of sparks, and the other guy is going to be very, very close to dead. And this happens right in front of you, Twilight. Ah! He hears you yelling, and he gives you a thumbs up and a and a smirk. Uh, what? Are you good? What's like? What does this mean? <laughs> Why did you do that? He's got a he's got a look on his face like uh like someone who just told a really good joke. Uh, and then it's gonna be Varn's turn uh, with. Uh, the three oversupers in front of- I guess it's four now. No, there's the three oversupers out of the cauldron, and then there's still three in front of you, originally. Varn is- get her character sheet. Didn't Varn get, like, beat up and left behind? She got back up and joined. Varn is gonna see the, uh, the three oversupers that were in the cauldron, and she's gonna run at them with her giant bass instrument held high, and she's gonna swing it like a warhammer. Uh, she's gonna do two hits, both are going to hit, and she is going to deal 10 damage and 12 damage to these to this guy. Just wow. bashing him over the head with this thing. Twilight's going to look at Torin pointedly and go, Why can't you be useful like that? Jeez. I, I honestly don't have a response to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just staring well. at the blood and chaos, and is just like, can't admit his shame. <laughs> to, I'm trying to do a serious drama moment, Mr. Jamarco. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead. Have that moment. Uh, I'll shut up. He just gives, like, Twilight a sidelong look, sighs, and then looks at his hands. Even though they've been clean for the longest time, he still sees the red and the mud. Oh. Oh. This is why he's the best boy. Oh, now I feel sad. Twilight is gonna, like, very gently pat Torin on the shoulder. You don't know why I'm sad. Well, yeah, but I know you're sad. <laughs> Twilight no, is a... an empath, sir. I thought you were a bard. Also that. That is also what I am. I, I am the, and the bard a rogue. from the school. Of, I am a, a, a bard douche. rogue from the... I'm the bard rogue from the school of douche empathy. Yes. That is a full With, your, a full with title. your popped collar and your kimono and everything. I have a popped collar, um, I have boat shoes, and my dad can fire your dad. He's the most powerful. We should totally go on my yacht, bro. Uh -huh. Don't say bro to me, but I'll say bro to you. So I, I looked up your racial bonuses. One of them just says privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the round, all of the oversupers are Unfortunately, one of the flaws on Vert's, what was it, racial or class heritage was just deadbeat dad. <laughs> or no, wait, mom, deadbeat dead mom. mom. As you yeah, decided. I keep telling you, dude, it's his mom. <laughs> I swear Mitch did it in a male voice. I did. I did intentionally. And then and then I said, I'm your mom. Because for the longest yeah, time, we just said, Vert's dad is a dragon. 
Well, we did assume a lot. Yeah, I was I was definitely playing with your assumptions. So really quickly here, Vert, I have to ask you a very serious question yeah. here, and this is very important, mm. and I'm going to ask you as twice. Oh, no. <clears throat> Vert? Yeah? Is your dad mm. a donk horse? Um. What the f***? <laughs> is your dad a donk horse that slept with a dragon while on a mystical journey with an ogre to save a princess? Please answer, pl please, please answer the question on the record, please. Like, this um, is an important question. I'm, I'm going to go with a no. Uh, he was pretty much a regular gnome. Uh, no. How do you know you weren't adopted by the gnome and you're actually part donk horse, part dragon? I doubt myself. I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Misty steps. Bottom of the round, you see the oversupers who were badly damaged. They are grabbing at their stomachs. And as you look around, you see that even the sort of fresher oversupers are going through this as well. All of them simultaneously grab their stomachs and begin throwing up liquid crimson. Ah, ah. I was about to say, oh God, I did predict it. It's the influence of Bucket. Uh, they all vomit horribly. The ones that were around Lady Victorious's giant lizard thing that she hit with the tail, they all die because they were all at single digit health. All of the oversupers take 10 poison damage simultaneously. Ah. Two of the oversupers that were by you guys instantly just die. Uh, there are now only four oversupers left. Vert, you see this happen. The two guys who you got, who you were stomping. Are they just a waterfall out of both they ends? They throw up and then fall down, collapse at your feet. They are completely still. Uh, what about the one that was attacking the lizard that I am riding? Dead. Okay. So there's nothing that's like close to my lizard. No, you are free to move. Okay. The ones that are by the cauldron, are they still alive? They are alive. They are. They just finished throwing up. Varn has started 1v3-ing them. Should not have been standing there. Uh, I'm going to do a lightning bolt at the thing. Which which thing? Uh, the three guys? Well, I mean, the um, yeah, the I guess the two, three guys that were standing there. He's cool. going to do the thing with the magical what's yep. it. Yeah, he's going to do the thing. Yeah, he's going to do the thing. So that's a dexterity saving throw for them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the highest roll is a seven, so you go ahead and you just mess me up. <laughs> I got two ones. Two ones! They melt. They absolutely disintegrate. That was 38 points of damage. You're ac you're absolutely right. All three of those guys are dead now. <laughs> so now, um, Vert, Vert, Vert has dropped his concentration. G yeah, and then I guess Vert's just... Petting the lizard's head after melting the entirety of three supers. It makes some kind of cooing noise. I'm okay with this. Yeah, the three over supers dissolve into ash. Uh, yeah, Varn looks up at you and gives you a look like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Blows on my finger. <laughs> uh, Twilight, there is only a single over super remaining. And uh, Locke has him in a one-on-one -on -one duel right now. Quick, uh, distract him with Hootie and the Blowfish. Twilight would like to play Hootie and the Blowfish. No, <laughs> uh, that's nothing. Uh, Twilight would like to cast Message on the Super. Y you can just talk to him, but okay. Well, because I, I think his mind is all kind of messed up, so I'm hoping I can talk directly into his head I and see. see if that does anything. Okay. Yeah, so Twilight goes... Calm down. It's okay. Calm down. It remind me how message works again. 
Are you getting you're sure. getting audio out of him as well? Yeah, right? yeah, it's back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the return message, all you hear is, "I only want to be with you." Uh, uh, all, all you're hearing play is Dave Matthews Band. Like I'm saying, calm down, and all you're hearing is. <laughs> Yeah, you send a message to him to calm down. And the message back is, No, you calm down! I'm fine! I can calm down whenever I want! You're right, you're right. You can calm down whenever you want. Here's the question. Do you want to calm down right now? Uh, make a persuasion and, check. And and part of the persuasion, Twilight goes, I bet you can't even calm down. I bet you're full of shit. 24, total. You got it. He goes, okay. I, he looks around, and he goes, I, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'll calm down. And he takes his great axes, and he throws them down into the puddle of red soup at his feet. And he just starts looking around, like, you guys, you guys are gonna be cool, right? Like, like, this is all just water under the bridge. We're always cool. We're the dungeon boys. But, but yeah, we'll be cool. Please please don't get angry because I said that. I'm fully expecting like mid-sentence Locke to just decapitate him. I'm pretty sure I'm predicting that's where this is going. Locke, uh, we need information. Uh, Torin, go ahead and make an insight check. <laughs> I hate you so much, Torin. I hate all of my hate. I, I know Mitch pretty well. At least Since his you, storytelling. You go ahead, make an insight check. Can it be perception? Because <laughs> I don't have insight. Um, Insight, it has to be insight, my guy. Insight is oh. a read on another person, so insight. Yeah. Well, I don't have any points in that, and that's my wisdom, which is only a plus one, so let's see what happens. What do I need to beat? Uh, you need to beat a 12. Wait, 12, so yeah, 13 plus one, so 14. I, I was thinking, like, I'm probably screwed if this is a 15. Uh, so you do check in, like, with Locke, just to see how he is responding to this, and you can see him raising his hand to his sword again to repeat that same motion that he does to empower his weapon with a smite. I push with my legs to try and tackle him to the ground, not thinking in my head, I won't let him make the same mistake I did. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and make an athletics check. Ooh. Ooh, I'm here for it. it. Ooh. Athletics, finally, something I have a lot of points in. Torn's such a good, good lizard boy. I'm so proud of you. Oh, okay, it's a nat 20, so it doesn't matter. That did Matt. He got a he got a twenty two to resist you, uh, but yeah, you he is. Uh, do you want to tackle him? Yes. All right, you tackle him to the ground. He goes sliding through the soup. It's like a it's like a it's like a slippity slide. No, brother. I won't let you make the same mistake I did. There are innocents in this world, and they're the guilty. I may letting an enemy live is the only mistake we could make. <coughs> Just. <coughs> I may be sworn to vengeance. But he has not wronged us in any way other than misunderstandings and copious, copious amounts of drugs. <laughs> and who could be blamed for that? Uh, the god what? that created this world, Mitch. It's not their fault this jungle has a DIY opium farm. The enemy must be taken down, brother. Surely you must know this. Look at him. He's the last one. The rest, look at them. They've died in mysterious, mystical ways. He might be just as much a victim as he is the perpetrator. If you have some kind of plan <coughs> for him, <laughs> <then> get <laughs> on with it. Too many cigarettes. <laughs> Stop mocking me. I'm sick. I've taken a lot of hits to the throat and head. 
You better have some kind of plan for him, brother. As soon as you're done with him, I'm going to take his head. We can detain him, learn intel, possibly secrets. We believe he might even lead us to where one of the three... Well, they're not wizards like Vert, but I guess they're wizards who make up this entire hellscape might be located. Lock stops struggling and gives you a, a nod, but he's glaring at you. He says, don't make me regret this. I'm hoping you will not. If I do regret this, it'll only be one among many. Locke goes limp. Twilight, as that conversation was happening, Twilight was inching closer and closer and closer, and just really wishing that they would fulfill Twilight's new favorite ship and kiss. Locke closes his eyes and leans in. <laughs> he leans in. He goes 90%. You gotta come I stand down. up and just Damn. grab him by the armor and yeah, lift no, him that up. Never that never happened. Stop it. Sorry, what did Taurus say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get up to offer a hand to help him up. He he takes your hand. He takes your hand, and then he has to like get up and then dig through the soup to pick up his greatsword. So do we have any rope or chains or string to tie up this last remaining super? Uh, some of you have adventurer's packs, which would indeed have rope inside of them. But uh, I have a set of traveler's clothes, and I have a hunter's trap. That is it. <laughs> you have a hunter's trap. Isn't that like a bear trap? Well, that's pretty close, right? I mean, just you know. just throw it on the ground. Just step in this. Hey, just uh, walk towards me real quick. <laughs> Don't look down. From on top of her giant lizard, Lady Victorious has her bow trained on the super, and his hands are up in the air in a pose of surrender. Twilight high fives the two hands. <laughs> so he is glaring at you, Twilight, but uh, looks at you. He's like, "All right, I guess you beat us. W- what do you want?" Um. Do you... Why did you think that they're all devils? Like, why were you attacking them? I thought your goal was to hunt devils exclusively. And these are clearly not devils. Devils can walk around in disguises. That's what Stump and Plunker tell us. How do we know you're not a devil, then? See? Like, that logic isn't very healthy. He says, I'm human, and I don't care if you believe me or not. Twilight, make an insight check. Insight check. Since you said that thing about Lady Victorious, can Torin just be cocked with his arm back, ready to throw this shield? Totally. Um, really quick, I rolled an 18. So you can see that this guy, even though his skin is like supernaturally red right now, uh, you can see that he's starting to get kind of pale, uh, and you are standing right in front of him. Hey, you, uh, you doing okay there? Make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that was a total of 12. I'm gonna give it to you. He projectile vomits, but you jump out of the way in time. Ah! 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 I kind—I kind of want Twilight to have rolled a nat one, and it just all goes in Twilight's mouth. <laughs> he, the the over super goes down, and he is just face down on the ground right now. He's barely breathing. Hello. And Twilight like takes takes their tail and starts poking him. Hello. Uh, a little stream of bubbles comes up. Ah! Torn just kind of, with one foot, kicks him to roll him on his back. Oh, thanks. All right, we need to drag him back to the camp, get him healed up, and I have an idea. Do we still have Never Ever Berries? We need to purge his system of all of this. Oh, yeah, I have, uh, here. And Twilight takes one of their two Never Ever Healing Potions and dunks it down his throat. That is not something I intended, but that 100% would work. (laughs) 
Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna give. Um, he heals two d4 points of he's healing. Healing so and purging. Four. Healing and purging. Mm-hmm. So that's um, he healed for six health points. Okay, so he's at and seven in HP. A few, and according to your own rules, he will have diarrhea in the next six hours. So we could take a long rest. <laughs> and it seems that the supers camp is uh, more or less abandoned now. So do we loot it? Uh, yeah, you can loot it. Absolutely. Twilight Twilight finds like a cloth nearby and a stick and uh, ties the cloth on the stick and then starts uh, using some of like the soup to make a drawing and then plants it. And it's a drawing. Uh, it's like a very like little kid drawing of a tiefling and a gnome and a dragonborn doing a empowered ranger pose. And it says Dungeon Boys and uh, on it. And it goes, we claim this in name of Dungeon Boys. So it's three stick figures and um, some scribblings. It's a little bit more than stick figures, but okay. still not a lot of detail. Still not a lot of detail. Like, it's, it's definitely a little drawn bit by, more. Yeah, it's low it's quality figures dra- drawn in blood and butter. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of pixels. Like, it's like maybe eight pixels okay. in this drawing here, if we're talking about it. You drew in pixels? Look, Twilight has a lot of different skills, and we just have to accept that. And Using then paint in a tiny square pen, you printed an image onto some cloth. <laughs> we claim this for the dungeon boys. Let's loot. You loot the Supers Camp. You don't find very much of value. They don't have any money. They have basic weapons and equipment, things that you could get anywhere from any blacksmith. Can we steal their blacksmithing supplies for McKean? Oh, totally. And the weapons and armor, too. McKean could melt them down and make us some new stuff. Absolutely. You find a handful of axes and short swords. And we can have the lizards carry it all. Yeah, you got some pack animals now. Ooh, uh, a handful of axes would be a great band name. Oh, now. yeah, speaking of animals, what about those chickens or whatever? Uh, oh, yes, the chickens. Uh, you do not see any of the chicken creatures. I uh, Did the dragonborn lady survive or is she dead? She ran off. Yeah, she ran off. Cast fear on her. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did. And then Torin just thumbs up to avert. It's like, I don't see a body. You still might be in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what you what you do find over the course of your long rest is you find a pen where So it's a long rest, so we get like full back. Yeah, you you're back to full. You find a pen where those sort of uh where those chicken creatures may have been kept, but they are currently not there. Uh, and you also find the only valuable object in the camp is a bright red, pristine ruby. Uh, it fits. It fits in, say, like Vert's fist. It's about that Dips. size. Oh, that's not huge. Twilight yanks it. It. Dips. it. it doesn't seem to have any inherent magical qualities besides the sort of like natural magic that like gemstones have, where they can be used in like staves and like amulets and stuff. Uh, but it just seems to be like a perfect ruby, like a beautifully cut. You can see through it. The color is glistening. It is, if we were in the material plane, it would be a extremely valuable gem. So we could have it forged into a pimp staff of power for Vert. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that, that sounds great. Uh, Twilight hears that and clutches it to their chest and go, no, it's going to be a pretty necklace for me. All right, that's fine. Uh, Vert is actually looking around at some of the gear and armoring and things and is trying to fashion a makeshift uh, sort of uh, halter and saddle type thing. 
Uh, I'm going to say that is completely viable, yes. Uh, yeah, you can make a, a halter and saddle for your giant long neck lizard creature. It's made out of discarded pieces of leather armor. Mm-hmm. Knowing nothing about smithing or forging... I'm going to say you're allowed to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say really I'm going to say you've got enough time and materials here that you can make like not a well-crafted saddle, but you can make something. I mean, yeah, it's just you know, Twilight something. seeing what Vert is doing decides to follow suit and takes uh, some tent canvas and makes a pouch for the long-necked lizard like tied around where their chest is and then sits in it like like a baby room. Oh jeez. in agreement then no we are in agreement yes a trade you leave us the children and the encroaches with us all alone and i'll keep supplying supplements medicine and and i'll deliver her to you good i am looking forward to it dosvidanya angel we can't trust him what if he stop please angel these kids, you, you're all my family. I'll do whatever it takes, and I won't let you die like X. We're looking around, I guess, uh, for you know, stuff, but do we see any sort of trace of where all this soup and stuff came from? Investigation, I believe. You do that. Twilight is hanging out in their little rue pouch on the long-necked lizard. Can I try using perception since I don't have investigation? Sure, but tell me what you're looking for. Maybe tracks of, like, well-traveled like uh, or main-used paths that supers, like the one who got away, the dragonborn, and maybe some other might commonly use. I believe you can use survival for that, because that's, that's tracking. Eh, I have plus three in either, both either okay. way. Okay. So, Vert, uh, you go first. What'd you get? I got an eight, so I don't think uh, I found very much. Yeah, investigating around the big cauldron is difficult because there is ankle-deep piles of just sloshy, thick, viscous soup. Mm-hmm. And dead bodies. Yeah, so you're trying to, like, feel around the ground and stuff. You see there, you know, the supers do have some, like, smaller cauldrons around, and the impression you have is that, like, this is... That soup was brought from elsewhere to this big cauldron, this sort of, like, communal soup pot. Uh, Torin, how'd you do? I rolled a 14, and plus 3 from survival would make it a 17, so what does that do? You're looking around for places people have traveled. You find yourself by that section of wall where Milo disappeared. And as you're investigating it closely, you can see that dug into the brick of the wall there's like flecks of clear red stone of some kind hmm like very tiny pieces of clear red stone what does this mean to me do they look similar to the ruby i called dibs on uh they do okay so i call over to twilight it's like first we'll try the ruby on this wall and if that doesn't work i'll punch the red spots Twilight can't hear you. They're they're very high up in this long-necked lizard in the pouch. I make a mud snowball and throw it at you. You make a what snowball? A snowball out of mud and just throw it at you. 
Twilight mud feels ball. it on the out, outside of their pouch and goes, ah, What's going on? Why? Bring that gem you found and get over here. No, it's mine! I throw another mud ball want? trying to a- arc it into the pouch. Are you going to make him roll for that, DM? <laughs> Dungeon Daddy? No. <laughs> Twilight's muddy Ow. now. Okay, fine, I'm coming, I'm coming. You ruined my outfit that Bellica made me. Twilight presses digitates their outfit clean, and then, like... I throw another mud ball, po- like, press to digit that. Twilight pokes the, the lizard to, like, lower lower itself so I can get out. Yeah, it lets you down. Thank you. You're not okay. the beast master Kevin is. I mean, Vert. Who's Kevin? Oh my god, what is Kevin doing? What? Who are you? While you're doing all of this, Lady Victorious is, like, wrapping these lizards in giant bandages. She's wrapping to these lizards. Don't now. I have to wrap, but I can't think of what to say. Do it. You won't. You won't, coward. Oh God! You're a big lizard, but that's okay. I wrapped you in bandages, so you'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> Call me victorious. I'll get on all fourious and stomp you like a panther. I am wearing pants, sir. That was really good. Uh, you know what? It's just something I do in my off time. I, I I try to I try to practice everything that brings me a little bit of joy. You know, you gotta you gotta keep trying. Plus, Varn is really good at dropping a beat. Why wouldn't you practice other Twilight? You're a bard. I am a bard. I'm also a very muddy bard. And Twilight hugs Torin and covers him in mud. Now tell me what you want. Rub your gem on this wall. That sounds gross. Oh, you mean the ruby? Okay, yeah, sure. What the hell else did he mean? Don't worry about it. If I meant the other thing, I would have said rub your question mark against this wall. (laughs) Twilight, Twilight, to be fair, you also have a question mark, and so does Vert. I don't know what you all are rocking under there either. It's more like a curly cue. It's like, I think we firmly established by our long conversation about it inside the turtle, we're all rocking dragon dicks. (laughs) I fully assume Torin had a cloaca. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's a fair point do you have a cloaca Question that would be mark. for a female dragonborn or dragon <laughs> got a dragon okay, so twilight um twilight is looking at this wall is there any kind of indentation that looks like the ruby would fit in Torin can point out where just one of the bricks seems to have these flecks of clear red on it hence why i said rub your gem on this wall uh twilight does that and feels very dirty as they do it. The brick that you rub the gemstone on slides back and inward, even though as you look into that sort of compartment it forms, there doesn't seem to be space for the rock to move in that way. But it is there is a tiny rectangular shelf now sitting directly in front of you. Is there anything on the shelf? No, it's completely empty. There are still flecks of red inside of it. Keep rubbing. Okay. Twilight... Twilight puts the ruby on the shelf. I'm, I'm not going to rub. I'm just going to put it. Twilight puts the ruby on the shelf. Make a dexterity saving throw. Is there a puff of smoke and suddenly there's an elf on the shelf? Ah, kill it. Kill it with fire. It's always watching you. Yeah, you're able to rip your hand back in time as the bricks slam shut on this gemstone. You can hear it. No, my necklace. You can hear it shatter and then the wall begins to recede downward until before you is a tiny 
little, a tiny space, a tiny square space with a wooden trap door built seemingly right into the dirt of the ground. Hey, Vert! Vert, come over here! Vert trundles over. Torn puts two fingers on one temple and studies this to have an excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. Yes, you memorize its location, and that it is square. Twilight opens up the trap door and goes, jump in! It's an adventure! Uh, uh. Just to test the depths, I throw a mud ball down. The trap door opens to reveal that there is a stone tunnel underneath that is completely slick with some kind of slime mold. And your dirt ball slides down frictionlessly. Oh, it's a slippy slidey. Just like the soup. Gotta love that slippity slide. Twilight, with their tail, pushes Vert down the hole. Uh, Almost like a sneak attack. You're gonna push the guy with the highest body count. Huh. All right, if that's if that's happening, that's going to be a roll. Vert, if there's anything down there, kill it. Shove. Make it no no, make an unarmed attack roll unless Vert is unless Vert's allowing it. Well, wait. What is the strength stat? The strength stat of Twilight's tail. I think it's just my normal strength. Yeah. So it's at a minus 1. Yeah. Uh and Vert is uh not just letting this happen. He is um opposing it, I guess. Yeah. No, wait. Okay. I have a better idea. Grab the tail. So uh, go ahead and make an unarmed attack roll. Yeah, t- Twilight rolled a six. It was very not successful for Twilight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very obvious to Vert that you just tried to shove him in a hole. But all he's got to do is, like, plant his feet. Vert just turns and looks. My tail has a mind of its own. I don't know why that happened. I'm sorry. Mm. Did you just seriously? So while, so while this three, two stooges act is going, Torn walks over, grabs the captured super and brings them over to the hole to ask what's up with the hole um he coughs up and he's like what what is what hole who put that there uh insight check twilight wants to know if he's being honest oh go ahead out of 13 um yeah he seems to be genuinely confused by the presence of the hole oh i think the one that got away must have been a devil guys oh a devil okay and that over super starts to like get up. He's like, "All right, I guess we gotta kill it then." I'm feeling better. Uh, wait, no, I'm not. You guys, can you guys do it? He says while exploding out of his ass. Yeah, basically. Well, it goes. Has it been? Has it been like over six hours? Right. We should not take him with us down to a dark hall. AC's vert, like who's got like who was looking at all those cauldrons. He's like, "Hand me one of those." <laughs> I gotta. I'll be right back. Bucket Junior is born. We make sure he's tightly tied or chained or whatever, up bound, and then just leave him on top of a perfectly sized cauldron. Sure. And yeah, you see the the hole uh, stretched out before you. And then some some time passes, and then like uh, the camera pans across our faces, and it's just pure abject horror. <laughs> he's slowly turning into Bucket like a wear bucket. Bucket Junior. <laughs> Meanwhile, they say that every. They say that in this castle, on the night of a full ceiling, that one person is destined to become the wear bucket. Where were we? I guess we're going down this thing. Uh, trying to look, uh, vert. Wait, I have an idea. Mm. Twilight, send your magic pigeon down there to scout. Oh. Oh, Mo? Yeah, sure, why not? During that long rest, can we say, because like, I feel like I've been casting Mo every time we have a long rest. So could I do that? I yeah, you you wait an hour, you go through the summoning ritual and poof, there's Mo. Okay, Mo, can you uh go down there and check things out? Yeah, I got you, Tuts, no problem. And Mo flies up, spins in a circle and then dives straight down the hole. 
Uh, yeah, Mo is down the hole. What do they see? Total darkness. Uh, but, uh, down the slimy passage is a wide stretch of floor in a cave that is filled with noisy dripping sounds. And there, in this room, you notice there's the exit where you slide out. There is a big old ladder that goes up, like, just back up, presumably, to the surface. And then there are three simple wooden doors, each of them labeled. Uh, on the left is Ingredients. In the middle is preparation, and on the right is distribution station. Look, it looks like they're uh they're making some stuff down here. Not really sure what it is, but doesn't look good. Uh, they got the ingredients down here, the preparation down here, and the thing they use to pass it all out to people. I think this is definitely where that suit comes from, honey. Okay, thanks, Mo. Yeah, so uh, and I, I tell them about that because I don't want to repeat that again. <laughs> we found the magical meth lab. The magical meth lab tour. So Torn goes down, I guess, after hearing from Twilight to investigate. Yeah, Locke goes to Twilight and says, Did you see any devils down there? Um, Mo, did you see any devils? Uh, and did she? She did not. She didn't see anything besides what I told you. Nah, honey, there ain't no devils down here, but definitely it's where the soup comes from. Think we gotta blow this whole thing up. You know, it feels real good. Oh, oh, please don't do that, Mo. Yeah, I'm gonna go find some sticks of dynamite. I think it'd be a real good plan. Oh, Mo, please don't do that. Yeah, oh, dear. Locke just scoffs. He's like, I guess I'll uh, stand guard. And Victoria's like, yeah, Locke, Locke, don't be like that. I'm sure it's fine. Like, whatever's down there, we gotta... All right, sorry, he's being, he's being huffy. Yeah, he's a little scary. He's got a lot of anger issues. He doesn't respond to you at all. He just walks away. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Torin, you jump down and you see exactly what Mo described. It's a dark room. Uh, it is very dimly lit. Sensing the call for loot, I kick in the ingredients door. <laughs> cool. While while you're there, Mo flies over and, and like sets themselves on your head. Goes, I'm gonna and, and like you can't understand Mo, but Mo's saying, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with your lizard friend here. So I'll I'll keep an eye on things, Twilight. You hang tight. I'll tell you if it's safe to come down or not. I'm asking the DM. Does my hat try to eat the bird? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> that is a very interesting question. <laughs> when the last time you said that? You eat? Wasn't that wasn't that recent? Didn't. Didn't Chester eat recently when we were at the other camp? I'm not gonna lie to you. Normally we eat people's hands. Like ate some yellows? Like we have to eat like whole people every couple of weeks or something. I'll make you a compromise. Yeah, that tracks. Are, is that canon? Yeah, man, I'm a mimic. That's how we do. I'll make you a compromise. You eat this magical bird for an appetizer and you can eat the corpses outside later. Mo, hearing this, flies up away from your head. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Besides, I'd have to eat way more than that. Can Mo hear me having a whole conversation with my hat? I think that bird's listening to us. I really am, honey. You can't understand me, but your lizard friend's a dick. If you want me to eat something, how about we eat some of that stuff? And you see one little tentacle comes off of Torin's helmet and points forward into the room that he just kicked open. And in front of you, you're standing in the doorway, and directly in front of you is a room that has two very important shelves on it. The shelf to your left is a... it's full of jars, jars full of liquid, and inside this liquid seem to be thin pieces of something, possibly some kind of meat. One shelf can only tell the truth, another shelf can only tell a lie. How do I tell which one's which? <laughs> we, already did, we already did that puzzle. Blow them all up. 
But this is only a single shelf full of these, like, these thin slivers of meat. Like, very thin, like, almost see-through thin cuts of meat. Uh, but beyond that is food. A larder. Row after row after row of genuine food. Carrots and onions. Celery. Real food. Is there a way to tell if it's actually real? I mean, you're just standing in a doorway. Hmm. I have a stupid idea. If it's stupid and it works and it's not stupid. How big would you say this entire room is? It's a narrow but long room. Like in feet, how would you say? Let's call it 40 feet. I cast Zone of Truth in the entire room. Uh, <laughs> what? These carrots cannot tell a lie. What? <laughs> what? Just to see. And then what I shout. I cast what? Zone of Truth and then I shout into the room. Is anybody hidden here or are these food mimics? No response. Oh, okay. That's fair. Is anybody invisible in here? No response. Hmm. Is this fruit an illusion? These are vegetables. Are these vegetables an illusion? No response. While you're trying to figure that out, Mo is squawking at you. It's like, yeah, you're a real dumbass, aren't you, honey? You're just real dumb. How could you? Why would you even use that spell? I don't understand what's happening. And Twilight is just hearing this and it's like, I don't. Why is Mo so angry and honest? You bugs making a lot of noise. On an instinctual level, I just try to toss my helmet at the bird. Shapeshift <laughs> and deal with that pigeon. Oh my god, what would he even do? Turn into a giant flying mouth? He, he keeps expanding and, uh, god, well, he has to turn into something. He has to turn into an object. A giant flying mouth with teeth. He turns into a paper airplane <laughs> and starts gliding towards Mo. And then as he gets closer, he turns into just a mouth. And Mo flies away. Mo's not handling that nonsense. I've fallen. Hey, leave me alone. You ain't nothing but a punk. I catch my hat. You catch your hat. <laughs> All that nonsense. The twin, the I guess I go into the room to do more tests on the, not fruit, vegetables. Absolutely. You walk five feet into the room, Torin, and then your snout smashes up against something invisible and in front of you and very solid. I punch it. It is, it is, it, as far as you can tell, there is an invisible wall between you and the food. I punch it harder. No response at all. It is it is like punching steel. I've punched steel before. I double punch it harder. Uh, it starts to hurt your arms to punch it. I kick it. it you hurt your toe. It, ooh. I shout back, Vert, bring your wizardry down here. Vert trundles down. Doodly doodly do. Yep, you see uh, the same stuff. There's two closed doors and then Torin and Twilight standing in front of a room full of food. I don't think Twilight came down the hole, just the bird. Nope, Twilight didn't come down. It's just Mo. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Yeah, Twilight's still up top. <laughs> Twilight doesn't want to get dirty. Okay, that's... Okay, just Torin and Mo, but Vert, yeah. What do you all see? While Zone of Truth is still up, I say, Invisible Wall, why do you block us? <laughs> no response. It has to tell me the truth. Why isn't this working? This seems stupid. Uh, Vert <laughs> lets a firebolt go against the Invisible Wall. It strikes the invisible wall, it singes like the invisible plane of existence that it's on, and then that singe slowly fades like, uh, it just fades out of existence very slowly. Mm. I break out Hydrofang and slash at it. No visible damage. Hmm. Do we still have something to do the magical EMP? Or wait, does Vert still have the lamp? Or lantern? Actually, yeah. Vert does. Okay. Use your wizard items on it. Uh, Vert pulls the uh, lantern out. Okay, you burn a charge on the lantern. The light of the lantern illuminates the glyphs and runes that are that were invisible 
blocking your way. And by reading these runes and with your knowledge of magic, you would know automatically that this is the spell Force Cage. It is a 7th level abjuration spell, and it is an incredibly dense, immovable, impregnable wall of sheer force. That it's Can we break the runes now that we can see them? It's, uh, its biggest quality, Force Cage, is that it is immune to dispel magic. That wasn't my question. Now that we see the runes, can we just hit and break the runes? Uh, Are they reachable? No. Does not work that way. Just because you can see it using the cheater's key to reveal what's invisible doesn't mean it's any less impregnable. He's not using the cheater's key, he's using the lantern. I have the cheater's key. Just because you use the lantern to reveal what's invisible, it doesn't make it any less impregnable. I thought the runes were like on the floor ceiling or something. No, they are in the air, hanging in the air, exactly where you can't move forward from. But yeah, you are, because you use the lantern, you're able to identify exactly what spell it is. Twilight, hearing about everything that's happening from Mo, uh, looks at Lady Victorious and Locke and go and asks if they're familiar with these kinds of runes. So like, hey, do you all know anything about rune magic? Like how to get rid of it if it's immune to dispel? You could maybe find the whoever cast it and ask him to turn it off. Maybe you ask really nicely or you, oh, make him a pie. Oh, that's a good idea. People respond positively to baked goods. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. I like I like what we're cooking here. While they're discussing baking, Torn just shrugs and goes to kick the other door down. Uh, which one? You have preparation and you have uh, distribution. The one immediately next to it, so I'm guessing preparation. Preparation would be the next one, yes. You kick in that door. Inside that door, you see Stump and Plunker in their clown outfits are standing there with Milo. Knew it. And Milo is holding a chef's knife, and you can see he's got Stump's hand on a cutting board, on a table. This whole room looks vaguely like- The it. fake hand or the real hand? The, f the uh, Well, the fake hand is sitting on the table, and that wrist is now sitting on a cutting board. Uh, Stump is biting onto a wooden dowel, while Plunker sort of holds his other arm. And Milo is cutting a thin slice of his wrist- off, and it looks exactly like the thin slices in the jars in that larder you were just in. Vert doesn't even wait. He just lets a lightning bolt into the room. <laughs> totally fine. Are you? Who are you targeting? Because you could hit Stump and Plunker, or you could hit just Milo. That's their, your straight line options. Quick, Vert, set yourself to stun. Okay, are they... Within five feet of each other? Yeah, they're within five feet of each other, but it's it's you have to shoot in a straight line, right? I do, but it's a five foot wide straight line. Oh, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll say we'll say you can hit all three. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> if they're that far apart, then all right then. Um, so yeah, that's a dexterity saving throw. That's three of them. Is that with disadvantage since they don't have anywhere to go? Stump is at disadvantage because. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's under being uh, held down. Uh, yeah. So with that disadvantage, Stump's 18 becomes a 5. So we're looking at 12, 5, and 10. That is um, three failures that take 30 points of electrical zappy-zap damage. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, Ooh. you see Stump and Plunker fly to the back of the kitchen, knocking pots and pans down as they are... Absolutely brutalized by this lightning. Milo, you see him take the shot and sort of get engulfed in the lightning bolt. And when the light finally clears from your eyes and you can look again, Milo is standing there with a 
patch of silver skin where his uh, the left side of his face, where his neck and his left shoulder had been. Uh, and it's steaming. And you can see now where the left side of his face has been burned away, there is a wide horn arcing back from his forehead. Knock, knock. Milo, he, he goes, <sighs> and he jabs the chef's knife into the, into the cutting board. He looks down at Stump and Plunker, who are steaming on the ground, but still very much alive. While all this is going on, I want to quickly cast another zone of truth in that room on them. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Uh, they're going to make wisdom saving throws. They have to make charisma saving throws. Charisma saving throws. Okay. <laughs> What's the DC to beat? 13. You can feel Stump and Plunker fail it. You don't know about, you don't know about Milo. What are your plans? What are you plotting? And how do we stop you? Plunker is like, we were making the soup. They needed sacrifices and it gave us power, but we were going to double cross the devils. What does the soup do in the long term? Milo cocks his finger and he goes, okay, hold on. If we're going to talk, I want to make myself a little more comfortable. And he rips his own flesh off with his bare hand, revealing a demon, a devil with wide horns arcing down his forehead, enormous wings, and his entire body is covered in this shimmering silvery skin. And he says, <clears throat> Now look here! You found me out, and that's some damn good sleuthing. But we all know the buck can't stop here. So, how's about y'all let me on out of here, and uh, we talk like gentlemen. Tell you my whole plan. I don't even mind it. Okay. <laughs> Guys, it's Riley again. I'll be right back. Are they going to be okay? I honestly don't know. That's your crazy friend again? Hey, don't talk about them like that. Sorry. I mean, was that a Robin, right? The Robin? Kinda. They're a Robin. They they were a Robin. Uh, Robin is more like a role or like a title. I see. So they were brainwashed into becoming Robin? Yeah. Uh, all Robins like that? As far as I know, before her, it wasn't like that at all. Robin was a choice, and one that people clawed at like a bunch of starving dogs. How do you know that? Huh? Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's just my guess, since, you know, the, the other Robins seemed a lot more sane? I guess if you could call it sane. Well... It's a damn shame about your friend. I, I gotta go. Hold and... it. You came here for a reason. Oh, right. Well? I was uh, wondering if you'd be up for a trade. What kind of trade? The thing is, I've been working on developing medicines for the kids, uh, and some of it includes meds that's supposed to help restore brain function and- No! But it could help and- Look! Look, you may have us locked up here against our will, but we aren't about to let you use our friend as a guinea pig. Look, this is a big deal, and I'm done with animal testing. We just need to- You need to step away. Now. Hey. Don't talk to my sister like that. 
We already know you have a no-kill policy. That doesn't scare me. Well, then maybe this will be scaring you. Lerong! Your plan was not working, Angel. It is time for Duraki Police Department to intervene. Wait! Bakalna, give me more time. I swear I can get Robin back to you if we I just- We will be seeing each other soon. Dosvidanya. What did you do? Consumers, I am pleased to say that your community event titled Community Pruning is now starting. Everyone please be sure to jump into new Potterblatt Overweekend Encroacher Rebel Mechs or Power Mechs. These are much upgraded from warm hugbots and will allow you to utilize multitudes of equipment, but be sure to follow lead of Duraki Police Department Shirhats. They are following my orders, and my orders are that of Nadmordashik. As Robin would say, have fun, consumers, and keep living your truth, because Nadmordashik orders it too. <laughs> Hey everyone, J Mark again. Thank you so much for tuning in to that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I just have some housekeeping for all of you. So, after this arc ends, we are actually hoping to start doing mid-roll ads. Uh, they'll appear in the middle of the episode, they'll have announcements about the podcast, and also potentially some ad spots for some sponsors that we're hopefully going to be having lined up for 2021. This is a really exciting time for us because the opportunity to have people sponsor our podcast means that people like it enough that they actually want to throw money at it, for one thing. And... Also, that we're, you know, that, that people want us to keep doing the thing that we're doing, and we couldn't have gotten here without all of your help. So thank you all so very much for that. Um, moving on beyond that, we do have a live show coming up. Our holiday live show is coming up on January 3rd. The TFU Coupit Day live show will be from 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It should be a really good, wonderful, and festive time, and I am super excited to be a part of this experience with all of you. It is going to be our last live show for a while with Mitch as he goes off to do wonderful things and do grad school for the next 14 months. But don't worry, we will still have episodes churning out on a regular schedule as we've just spent the last six months recording a whole heck of a lot of backlog so that Mitch could do grad school. So be sure to shoot him a message and a huge congratulations. Finally, once again, everyone, please be sure to keep talking about the podcast using the hashtag UnpluggedRising. We will be needing your names to name our NPCs after, so thank you again for that. And be sure to shout us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let people know you know who we are. Tell them all about it. And tag us at TFUcast. Anyway, that's it from me. The next episode will be out the day after New Year's. We're officially into 2021. May all acquaintance be for God to never rot to light. Let's make this next year a wonderful one full of hope and light and compassion. 
thank you all so much for supporting us since we started this little thing in 2018 and uh yeah next episode will be a half episode out on january 2nd so thank you again and remember the overseers are always watching